Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. This is episode number 59. I'm Andy Katz. Pleased to be joined by NCAA Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Brian Hainline. We've got three student athletes from across the country. We've got Vaish Sitaparetti, a football player at Pomona Pitzer Colleges. He's a rising senior and two former student athletes just wrapping up their careers. Mackenzie O'Neill, a former soccer player at Missouri Western State University and Justice Luttrell, a former football player at the University of Northern Colorado. So we're gonna talk vaccines here. Uh, obviously the country's opening up. So we're way ahead of the game globally, uh, much different than we were a year ago, six months ago, uh, certainly the beginning of the school year. Uh, Brian, I wanna start with you. Just give us a status report of where we are in the vaccine rate within our college communities as the quarter systems are ending, majority of semester schools have already ended as we hit into the summer. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Andy. And uh, it's, been, it's been really remarkable what we've seen. So if we just go back to the winter and spring national championships. So we just have three to go. Um, so we've completed what, something like 62. And if we go to February, there was no student athlete vaccinated essentially. And then when we were in March and especially focused around D1 men's and women's basketball, there were maybe a handful of student athletes who were partially vaccinated. And now as we're going into the championships a month ago, maybe it was 30 or 40%. And at the national championships for the last couple of weeks, we've seen 50, close to 60% of the competing student athletes at these championships that they were vaccinated. Um, some fully and, 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 and about the other half partially. But you contrast that with campuses. I just got off a call with a conference where across the conference, um, they were only 35% vaccinated. So it does vary across the country considerably, but it was remarkable to see the progression at the national championship level. Yeah, so we're gonna see obviously this change throughout the course of the summer. Um, a number of schools, public and private, uh, across the country, various states, north, south, east, west, have made it a requirement that their students, not just student athletes, their students come back fully vaccinated when they return to school in August and in September. Uh, we're seeing this obviously at the private school level, at the, at the high school level as well. Um, so we're gonna have to sort of deal with this situationally, but let me get down to the granular level at the student athlete level. Uh, I'm going to start with Mackenzie, and I want you guys to sort of go around our Zoom room here. Uh, first, what are you seeing on the ground in terms of fellow peers, student athletes who want to and are willing to get vaccinated? Mackenzie. Thank you, Andy. Um, I would say when I was back at school in the Midwest, we're a bit more open than I think some other areas, which is really good. And so um, something that I saw um, across my campus community was um, some faculty and administrators offering resources for student athletes and for students in general to be able to get those vaccinations. And there was definitely a push as well. Um, we have a lot of students who are involved in medical degrees. And so um, a lot of those, a lot of my peers in that sense were encouraged encouraging others to get vaccinated. So it wasn't so much like a big push, I would say at that point, because it was just opening up as we were getting out of school and out of classes. But um, it was definitely present in conversations amongst individuals. And I've even seen people, you know, posting on Snapchat and things like that now um, that they are getting vaccinated or that they're fully vaccinated. Vaish and then Justice, let's go around here. 
Thanks, Andy. Unfortunately for us, we have not been on campus since uh, last March. So it's a little bit of a different situation for us. My school is in Southern California. So obviously the restrictions have been a lot tighter. But I was uh, in Southern California from March to this May. And it was pretty encouraging to see how many of my teammates and classmates were getting vaccinated. Uh, like Mackenzie said, a lot of people are posting on their Instagrams that they're getting their vaccinations. And also, you know, the 10 or so teammates that I were, was living by, by the end of the time, that I was in California were all fully vaccinated, which was a super encouraging step going forward. And from our school um, perspective, one of the things that developed over the course of the semester was that they said that our student health services would be um, equipped to administer vaccines come the fall. And also our school, Pomona College, is also mandated that, you know, everyone get their vaccines by the next uh, by next fall. So all these steps, like I would have never thought we'd have been here in January, but it's been definitely encouraging to see how many of my teammates and classmates have been like fully vaccinated or are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would echo that. Um, I think the biggest thing for athletes across the country is that we want to get back and play. Um, and in order to do that, um, if, you know, regardless if a student athlete believes in the vaccine or, or believes in, you know, the whole, um, COVID thing, they want to get back and play. And so they're getting vaccines and they're doing the right thing by the community and, and, and by their schools. Um, and it's, it's hopefully going to lead to, to better days ahead. So Brian, you know, we, we still could have two worlds here. And this is where I think we need to stress the need to get vaccinated, obviously for the greater community, for the health of this country, but also um, on a practical sense, what, what happens hypothetically if you're on a campus that doesn't make it mandated and on a team, you know, 50% is vaccinated and then there's another 50% that aren't. What happens to the 50% who aren't in terms of still needing to be tested, possibly contact traced? What, what could happen come fall, winter, if there is a segment of student athletes that aren't required to and choose not to? Yeah, so that's also a rapidly shifting landscape, um, Andy, and, and we'll be uh, uh, sending out a document uh, early next week um, that's going to be addressing new guidance or considerations for the summer. So, so one of the things that a lot of the epidemiologists and infectious disease experts talk about is herd immunity. And recall, originally herd immunity was somewhere around 70%, but now it's really upward at 85%. And that's because some of the variants are more easily contagious or infectious. And so the mathematical modeling had to change for that. And the herd is defined by your immediate herd. So if you're on a team that's 85% vaccinated, everyone's treated the same. And so in terms of testing, uh, masking, you, everyone's treated as if they're uh, fully um, vaccinated. That's the 85%. But then you could have a person who's on that team and they go into their dorm and the dorm may be only 50% vaccinated. So that's a different herd and it represents a, a different threat. Um, in, in the document right now, we are uh, differentiating those who are fully vaccinated from those who are not vaccinated and uh, recommending a testing program. But interestingly, not based on the sport. So recall our original documents all focused on the risk of transmission by sport. So looking at a sport like basketball and categorizing that as a high transmission risk and, 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 and a sport like soccer being intermediate transmission risk. So we've eliminated that because we haven't found that the 
the real issue is while you're actively training or, or competing, it's when you're hanging out to, together in, in, in many ways. And so what's going to really determine the testing is the prevalence of disease in the community and what the local public health officials are, are recommending. And that could vary widely across the country. We will provide some general considerations, but it's all going to be at the local level. But you're right. There's going to be, in this document, there's a clear differentiation that the unvaccinated individuals still need to maintain certain aspects of masking, distancing, and, and, we're, and, and to consider testing. And those that are fully vaccinated, um, they're training and competing um, as if it were pre-COVID. Other than that, we're just more aware of sort of the standard precautions of in risk mitigation for infectious disease. So we got some interesting uh, scenarios here because with, with Weish's college in Pomona Pitzer, um, he's saying that they're requiring it for all students. So student athletes, if you want to come, you'd have to get vaccinated. Uh, I don't know, and, and you guys haven't mentioned yet, Northern Colorado or Western uh, State, um, Missouri Western State, but if, if that's not the case, then how do you deal with your peers, the student athletes who don't feel that necessary need to get vaccinated if it's not required. And yet within their team, as Dr. Hainline said, to reach that herd immunity, to have the different experience, you kind of need to get vaccinated. Mackenzie? Good question. And I think how we address this one, I know we, I mean, when you talk about other areas as well, whenever you have somebody who doesn't agree maybe with you, I think the best way to go about it is working on fostering those open conversations. So this would be a really um, key point to maybe involve um, administrators, athletic trainers who, for those of us who were able to play, just seeing their perspective, how it was for them this year, kind of working um, to overcome those barriers to play, right? And then also speaking with other teammates as well. I think at the end of the day, it comes to a point of understanding and understanding not only of perspective, but um, different things people have going on in their lives, right? Loved ones who maybe might be more vulnerable and really the importance of this is my last season. And if we get shut down for two weeks because of this reason or that, then you know that's affecting me personally as a teammate. And I think, at some point, it becomes about being a good teammate and a team player um, rather than personal beliefs regarding the vaccine. So really just not so much enforcing, but encouraging. Justice? Yeah, spot on, Mackenzie. Um, I think I was, I was going to say it comes down to the mentality of having a, a we before me mentality, right? The team is, is bigger here than, than your individual beliefs. Um, for instance, on the University of Northern Colorado, my best friend is a diabetic. Um, and COVID absolutely ruined his shot of, um, you know, playing anymore because if he gets exposed, you know, he has a higher likelihood of, you know, bad things happening. And so, um, you know, and that's on our team. And, and so you have to be really um, okay with putting yourself um, behind your team because at the end of the day, our team, our community, our school is bigger than one person's beliefs. So Vaish, how would you handle that question if a teammate, um, on school X, whatever, says, you know what, I, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't know enough about it. And, and look, you're getting vaccinated. You know, you're all getting vaccinated. So I, I don't feel I have to. Yeah, that's a really interesting topic. And I think the biggest thing that I've realized over the past like few weeks is all that we can do is present all the information um, that we have and then have someone make a decision for themselves. Because at the end of the day, even if it is mandated by the school and someone really doesn't want to get it, um, 
it's it's up to them. So I think there's a lot of really good information out there that a lot of people don't have access to right now. And that's what's preventing a lot of people from getting the vaccine, because there is a lot of conflicting information from different news sites, from different from different people. So if, like the NCAA, for example, or even us, as, like, you know, teammates present, you know, our personal experience with the vaccine, maybe our parents experience of the vaccine and also experience from like validated sources. I think that goes a long way, just like present the information in front of a person, because I think oftentimes when people don't want to get the vaccine is because they're getting so much conflicting information and that's what caused them to be hesitant to uh, go get their shot. Ryan, I'm curious, how much do you think what everyone went through this past season of the stoppages, the cancellations, the postponements, the quarantining, the two weeks down, the three weeks down, um, should be pretty much a scare tactic here that, look, you do not want to go back to this. And if the majority of you do not get vaccinated, we could. Uh, how much do you think that could be used as a sort of a fear that you don't want to go back to that? Well, I, I personally don't think the fear tactic are, are that effective. They certainly were earlier and, and, and really it wasn't a fear tactic. We were just genuinely afraid. We had no idea what this virus was, was, was capable of. I, I think the message now, and, and, and I really applaud McKinsey and, and, and Justice and, and, and Vice, their, their, their outlook. You know, you, you look at the student athletes, everything they went through, but importantly, what they demonstrated to all of society is that they were the leaders in re-socializing America. They were the leaders and they did it safely. Yes, there, was, there were bumps and bruises and, and people had to go in quarantine, teams got shut down. But imagine if the entire United States of America had taken the lead from the student athletes. They had to undergo you know, rigorous testing regimens. They had to really make certain that they were living their life in a, in a model way. Yet they weren't just staying at their homes. They were, they were going out and competing in sport. And so you take that message, they were the leaders in re-socializing America. Now they can take it one step further. Let's be the leaders in getting America completely back to normal by getting everyone vaccinated. And, and in fact, we've had discussions with the White House and you've seen that President Biden has come and his team have come out with a lot of imaginative strategies. And, um, and one of them to try to encourage this group of individuals, meaning, meaning emerging adults, 18 to 23 years old, is to use the voice of the student athlete because they've been there, done that, and they can continue to do that. So, so I would like to focus on the optimism and, and, and you know, uh, they've been leading by example and let's continue to follow their good example. So let, let's springboard off of that because, you know, we talk so much obviously in this forum about the athletic endeavors, but um, none of you uh, that were on campus and Vice was not, um, you know, had a normal college experience because you were segregated with your team, um, if you were even on campus at all, or maybe you were the only people on campus because students were sent home. Uh, that normalcy, that, that need to feel that on a college campus, Justice, um, will come back if people are vaccinated. I mean, how much can that also be a way to sell that, hey, you want to have fun at college, you know, get vaccinated. We can all do what we normally do. Right, absolutely. And I think we see that, um, you know, even before the vaccine was available, um, you mentioned student athletes being some of the only people on campus. And that was so true in my case in Northern Colorado. You see all these athletes in town. And while we weren't even able to go in 
um, you know, to use our facilities, to use the weight room. Um, we were still in Greeley, the town where um, Merlin, Colorado is located. And we were all meeting at, you know, the local gyms that were allowing, you know, this many people inside just so we can get that normalcy feeling back. And I think people are so wanting that feeling back and that, that feeling of normalcy back that, you know, the vaccine is, is the right step to take to make that happen. Mackenzie? I mean, just echoing what Justice said, again, I was in a completely different situation to where we did have other students on campus. We were lucky enough that um, it never got to the point where we had to kick people off campus. But even from just a learning experience, I know I've seen a lot Zoom University, right? And um, we worry about even how are we educating um, those those students, right? And Zoom can be effective, but the classroom setting is, is definitely more effective. So when you think about your future healthcare professionals, your um, doctors, your lawyers, your, your teachers, right? Do you want them to be learning on an, a fully electronic platform? Probably not. So um, more than the sense of normalcy, right? The, the furthering the development of society, right? Which new professionals are we welcoming into, you know, our, our office spaces? And so I think that it's, it becomes bigger than just being able to go back and have fun and right enjoy that college experience. That's one thing, but how are you preparing for your future? How are you going to be an effective member of society without the proper tools? And, and that's, you know, at the bare bones, what it comes down to, what, what experience are we going to get from college, both socially, educationally, emotionally, et cetera. Better sales point than me. I was just looking to make sure everyone had fun again, but anyway, <laughs> she's dealing with the realities of the real world, which I appreciate. Um, Vaish, um, these conversations that are having in these kind of forums um, to get people vaccinated, and, and the numbers are going up, so this is all positive, but we sort of got to get, as, as Dr. Hainline said, across that finish line. Um, the comparison of, of not playing or not being on, on campus versus the excitement of what is to lie ahead in the fall. How would you compare the two emotions that you probably have felt? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty even combination of both, especially not, I haven't seen campus for a long time. And I know a lot of people like at my like colleges haven't seen the campus for a long time. So just like being back and like giving your friend a hug as some something as simple as that is like, that's something that's super exciting that you would never would have thought is as exciting as it can be right now. So even if it's like, let's all get our vaccination vaccinations so we can go back, like hang out and just like have lunch again together. Something as simple as that um, has gone a long way. And for athletes itself, I think um, a lot of us have been itching to get our vaccine ever since they started, you know, releasing it to the public um, just because we're like, you know, wearing we've seen other people who have been playing sports like wearing masks while they're like playing football or playing whatever sport they're playing or you know limited capacity at games and all these little things like as an athlete you want to be able to you know have team meals have fans at your games and be able to hang out with your team because a lot of that you know off the field stuff is as important as what's on the field so whether that's a combination of you know the non-student athletes and the athletes i think you know working together in that regard, because a lot of the goals are the same. Everyone wants to go back to the dining hall and have lunch again, and go to these games and have fun again. So a lot of the goals are the same. So it's just kind of like promoting that within the student body and not put it like student athletes against um, students or anything like that. So Vice, when did you get vaccinated? 
Uh, I got vaccinated the second week of March. So as soon as I moved to California, California was way ahead of the curve. I was able to get vaccinated um, through, you know, California State. Justice? Um, I have yet to be vaccinated. Um, me and my wife are currently trying um, to have a baby. So we are waiting a little bit longer, but um, it's on the books. So hopefully before the fall? Oh, for sure before the fall. Okay, so you're planning on it. Yeah. Mackenzie, you've got an interesting experience uh, because uh, vaccinating not just yourself, not literally, but also coaches, tell us what you've been able to do. So I, I'm in a unique position because I'm a nursing major. And so um, my nursing school and education program did a really excellent job at getting our new nurses and um, new graduates into the clinical fields, right? Working with all of those different areas. And um, during my community health rotation, I was actually able to assist at a local COVID vaccination clinic. I think I worked three or four shifts there. Um, so not only interacting with the community members, but also various members of our athletic department, including my two coaches. Um, and that was completely at random as well, because they don't just say, oh, hey, these are your coaches. Why don't you stick him in the arm. It was, uh, you know, they, they go down the line and it just so happened that that day, both of my coaches came in and, um, I had one of my coaches is actually, uh, more fearful of getting vaccinated and had said, don't even tell me when you're going to do it. Just stick me, you know? So interacting with coaches as you do patients is, is very different, right? It, it's kind of a role reversal, but I think it kind of, um, highlights some of the realities, right? You know, we all have on a team, you see it, as well. We all have our separate goals, our separate aspirations in career and athletics and, and beyond in different roles on the team. And so it was kind of a role reversal and where I was the leader in that situation, right? And, and talking them through something that's going to be very important to my team as they continue and, and try to play in the fall and, and all that. And so being able to be a part of that was really cool because one, just it's encouraging that, that they're kind of leading the initiative on my team and getting vaccinated. Um, but two, to be able to share that experience with them was was really remarkable and I think unique and um, potentially could open some doors for, for other student athletes across the country who might have similar opportunities um, to encourage their teammates, their uh, coaches and administrators as well. Hey, Brian, I, and this is, I love this and this is great, but you know, it's funny, I was just listening to, you know, as Justice is saying, you know, they're hoping to have a child here soon. Um, you know, we don't think about it most of the time, the majority as parents of getting your child vaccinated. That's what you're supposed to do before they go to school. And yet this adult population dissected and we're fearful and this and that, and don't stick me in the arm. And, you know, it, it's amazing sort of when, when you're in control, how fearful adults become versus you almost have no problem, you know, handing over your child. The psyche of that, I'm curious just what you thought of all of that. Well, you know, I, I, I went through it myself, Andy, our, our oldest daughter was, was pregnant and, and she's a physician and she was taking care of COVID patients. And um, as soon as the vaccine became available in, in, in her state and, and she called me up and we had this discussion, you know, and she still calls me daddy and she, you know, what do you, what, what do you, what do you think I should do? And I said, you know, what do your obstetrician say? And, but then I, I called several colleagues and, and she ended up getting the vaccine during the pregnancy. But, you know, that was weighing the risk versus the benefit of, of really um, developing COVID while, while you're pregnant. And then at the other end of the spectrum, our oldest granddaughter um, just became eligible for vaccination. And, and we had the same discussion and, and she, she did. She just got her first dose of the vaccine. So, 
So I've remained very, very pro-vaccine. I, 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 I certainly respect and understand um, what Justice is saying. You know, you're, you, 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 you know, this is maybe, maybe it's your first child and you're thinking about it and, and um, you know, you, you just don't even want to have a seed of, of doubt. And so I, I, I respect that. I would feel comfortable um, with it and, you know, did make that decision personally with our family. I mean, I didn't make it, but I gave my opinions. So, um, but it's tricky, right? It's not, not, it's not black and white. Um, Mackenzie, if I could just go back to you, um, because now you're seeing it as a, as a nursing student, um, how has that changed your perspective on the need for vaccinations and, and your ability to convey that to the general public in your community? I think if we go back to, I think what Vaish was saying earlier about misinformation, and that's actually something that's taught whenever we're doing our pediatric rotation. Um, parents always want to do what's best for their for their children. And although we may not agree with it or, or we might have different resources, I think the biggest thing that we can do is just educate and understand. Understand that what we know um, to be helpful and effective, um, we can try to convey, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the parent's decision. So um, you have to be supportive and understanding, as I've said now a couple of times. Um, but more so than that, just if we can convey the risk, right? We can provide them with the right materials. As Dr. Hainline was saying, he was spoke with different colleagues and, and not all parents are going to have that resource available, right? Their resource might be their local um, Facebook parents group. And, and while that's a good social support system, um, what we will see sometimes is misinformation um, spreads that fear, right? And, and to where we're now having resurgences of other common childhood um, illnesses that can have really serious side effects. And so education, overall education and essential support, right? Um, and also the understanding that, well, that's okay. It's your choice to not get your child vaccinated, but at the same point in time, we have to um, respect the health and wellness and, and provide quality care um, to other patients who are vaccinated. And so um, understanding too, that, that the decision to not get vaccinated might prevent or to not vaccinate your child might prevent you from having access to different um, clinics and facilities and that sort of a thing. Yeah, I mean, there's no question there will be consequences uh, for those that choose not to do so in terms of maybe access um, and accessibility to various parts of society, including on a college campus. So I wanna wrap up here, just going around our group uh, of sort of your closing message um, of what you wanna see by your peers in the student athlete community of the importance of getting vaccinated before everyone reconvenes in August. Uh, Vaish, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, one of the biggest topics I feel throughout the pandemic was mental health. And I think vaccines go a long way to, you know, help student athlete mental health along with their parents or fans. Um, just being at ease to the fact that you're not putting yourself or your teammates at risk while you're, you know, competing at a sport you love, I think goes a long way. Um, especially at this age, knowing that, you know, you're doing your part to not putting anyone at risk. So um, whether that's, you know, trying to protect your mental health, the mental health of your parents, um, for having ease to see you out there amongst whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 other people at once. Um, and just like putting your team first and your community first, I think will go a long way in these next few months to kind of get us over the hump of COVID-19 and also like, <laughs> get back to new normal and playing the sports we all love. Justice? 
Yeah, I would echo that. Um, I was, you know, you guys are reading my mind today. I was also gonna gonna say mental health, just because um, participating in sports. You know, while we've been athletes the entire time during COVID, we haven't really been athletes and um, been used to what we're we're used to be doing. So, um, you know, getting out there, playing with your friends, playing against people, is what makes us happy the most. Or, you know, at least me and and the people that I know, athletes. Um, so going out there and playing is is what we need. And so to do to do that, um, you got to get your vaccine. And, and you know, we all want to have fun. Let's let's go have fun. Mackenzie, final word. I always like to highlight the power of one. Right. When we talk about things like the start of a pandemic, it doesn't start with 10. It starts with one. Right. And so when we're talking about getting back to this normal and oh, what does it matter if I don't get vaccinated if everybody else is? Well, what happens if you don't? Who could you spread it to? One is way more powerful um, than I think we initially think. And even when you talk about being a good leader, the power of one is the power of one conversation, right? One conversation could change everything for, for a family, for your team, for your friends, right? So just being that impactful one and not a submissive or um, submissive many or submissive one. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I think uh, athletics are in good hands with people like you leading uh, Mackenzie and Justice and Vaish and uh, Dr. Hainline. We always appreciate his insight as well. And to everyone out there, uh, you know, soapbox moment here. Please get vaccinated. We're seeing it across the country. It's certainly going to help open society, let alone these college campuses um, in the fall. So this is the conclusion of episode number 59 here at our NCAA social series. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all of them, all 59 of them are archived. All right, everyone, we will talk again next week. Stay safe.